0: Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast Today on CookieCast we've got a special episode, it's a, a lockdown episode unfortunately but it is a special one I managed to rope Mr Dench into doing a lockdown podcast uh, There's video so if you're not checking us out on YouTube jump over there right now And while you're there give us a like and a subscribe and then tell some friends to do the same uh, like I say, there is a video where we get into all things lockdown-based, games, movies, TV, all the stuff that we should be doing with our time in lockdown. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast lockdown special podcast with Edward Dench. okay that's that and let's see about sorting this um that seems to say it's recording it did
1: it did say it it says it in the top corner
0: as well Constantly there we go knowing. there you go oh yeah it does it says it in the top corner so, yeah. so here we go this is uh second third uh lockdown podcast that i've done so far um i was coding a podcast today and I, I I, said, Ah, Edward Dench really needs to get him on a podcast. So, one text message, and uh, I don't know, a handful more text messages, and here we are, the same day, the exact same day. Edward it's Dench,
2: the
0: how the devil are you, sir? Drinking and smoking. All
1: right. Uh, all right, I mean, I'm, I'm coping
0: well we all need our coping mechanism
1: so i've got um i've got whiskey i think i'll manage
0: well how is the uh how is the the stocks of whiskey doing is it uh
1: stocks of whiskey aren't bad i've still got two bottles of fr- the frog i've just opened this bottle of Glenfiddich.
2: Mm.
1: product placement Glenfiddich, give me free stuff um but yeah so we just opened that for this evening i've got Another bottle of Balvenie, I've got mm-hmm. an old bottle of uh, wild turkey that I don't think I'll ever drink. I've also got some caramel liqueur in there that someone had bought from my house and I've never drank it. Yeah, oh. that would be Paul Williams' fault.
0: <sighs> caramel liqueur.
1: Oof. Uh, it stinks, It fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> you take a sniff and it's just like, oh, there's the diabetes. Oh, Jesus. Oh, it just smells sickening.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah I think I've managed. I've i trans two of my bottles of whiskey in the last week and a half. It's just because when you go on a chat, I feel like I should have a drink of some sort. I've almost run out of beer in the fridge, so I'm, I'm working way through the whiskeys now. So, yeah, that's, it, it, it's passing the time. The better the better supplies to show though. <laughs> For all of the isolationists you need to better stock themselves, there you go. That is how you breath for isolation people.
0: How much is there? Uh, one, two,
2: three.
1: About 40 packs.
0: And what, what size are the 50 gram packs? Uh, yeah,
1: about 40 50 grams. £25 average price in the UK per packet. Didn't pay that for them. No. No, all duty-free, thankfully. At That's this, how we stop at the end of days.
0: At this point in time, would you say that you are smoking more than you would have been?
1: Yes. Uh, yes. Just, you, just in the work days, no, yes. Well,
0: I was going to say, are you working from your smoking
2: room? Yes. Oof.
1: It's it's a good little setup. It's comfy. It's cosy. It's not too big, so it keeps itself relatively warm with everything running. But unfortunately, I do find myself chain smoking a bit more.
2: Mm. So
1: uh, a fifty gram pouch started last week. It Should have lasted me the whole week, and yeah, it it may it may cut about three days short. Oh dear. Yeah, I'm just going to be better and manage myself a little more and try my best not to give in to every five-minute fact-break I to do with. He says he likes his fag again. Hmm. But yeah, so how many actual isolation casts have you done now with others?
0: With others, I've literally done uh, the WrestleMania podcast, which was two parts.
1: Was that the other night? Yeah, um... Discussing largely about the Undertaker's disappointing performance.
0: Well, yeah. basically, it was done. So WrestleMania was last weekend, and it was done on the Wednesday before. So it was like, who do you think is going to win? Who's 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 going to make a special appearance? So on and so forth. Um, and then WrestleMania was at the weekend. So then, at some point, we will review that. Um, I've actually, I actually watched some of it. I've watched. Um, Paul was like, "Oh, you need to watch this one and this one and this one." Um, it, yeah, it it was, it was interesting.
1: Kay- Kaylee showed me the Undertaker one. She she was very excited for the Undertaker match,
2: and just all the way through, she kept going, "Oh God, mm. oh God."
0: Did did she watch?
1: Like, what is this? It's like it was fake before, it just looks worse now.
0: Did she watch the uh the Firefly Funhouse one?
1: No, I didn't. Bray Wyatt and well, John imagine, Cena. I imagine Gaylee she was very excited for this. Very uh, disappointed by
0: that. I I've watched I've watched like the, the specials like that. I watched the the Undertaker one, I watched the Firefly Funhouse one. Um and then I've watched a couple of the actual matches and I don't know if they saved the good stuff for the stuff that I didn't watch, but from what I've seen, it was appalling. I think it fe- it feels very much like they've used the fact that there's no crowd to just phone it in. I know that yeah. they were also I know they were rushing to get it recorded. You so see, I figured that the, the lack
1: of an audience and the lack of that sort of busy atmosphere needed to be subsidised. And That's what's resulted in what they've attempted. is It's not even that they found it; it's that they're trying too hard to make up for their absence of people. Yeah. And it just looks terrible.
0: Yeah, there's there's a few points that's a bit cringe (laughs) worthy.
1: It's It's like he's forgotten all the years of him artificially punching people in the face. He forgot how they punch people. All the way through it, you saw the other guy on the floor and this hand was going... And it was stopping a good fucking... About this distance away from the face. It was nowhere near him. Oh, God. I, I, I feel free because the old bloke's obviously older than he should be doing this and his, his depth perception must be off.
0: <laughs> I mean, this is the thing. I keep saying, you know, they've got all these old guys that they should just kind of let them wander off into the sunset, let them do... Conventions make their money that way, but
1: all the fans doing that you know. Mm. Imagine half of the buddy WWF's viewer basis left the moment the Rock left, and that's why they keep bringing him in for little cameos here and there, just so the fans come running back just in case he comes in.
0: Yeah, I mean he has he has a he has a lot of pull. That's why they had him on for the uh, for the Super Bowl as well. Mm. Yeah, they introduced the Super Bowl. But then now they've got American football players in the wrestling because the part of of WrestleMania was hosted by uh, Rob Gronkowski. Right. You see, this is where you
1: lose me on.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it gets very confusing. They've got boxers, they've got. um,
1: Who's willing to ruin their good name? Pay-
0: paychecks paycheck isn't it I imagine the 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 numbers that they get thrown at them are probably quite big so
1: mm. <coughs> so yes so you've had that one uh, any other solo isolation casts
0: just I I do mine and uh, Leanne's doing hers
1: Leanne's just doing her own little yeah
0: day she, 40- yeah she's got her own her own podcast yeah. now
1: okay. I
0: didn't know that. Yeah, she's Probably done she's had a couple of episodes. She's doing it bi-weekly, so, you mm-hmm. know, it started over a month ago. Um, mm-hmm. So, it's similar in a lot of ways to mine, but kind of from her perspective. So, it's like films that she watches, games that she plays, that sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. She's doing. She's doing, like, a segment on running, so...
1: I was surprised earlier Kevin was asking me about the uh, new Animal Crossing and I was like, I don't know anything about it, but I don't know anything about the old one other than the world seems to love it for some unknown reason. Maybe we'll have to have a listening to Leanne's if Leanne's talked about it.
0: there is a copy of Animal Crossing in our house. It is not it has not yet made its way into the Switch because our Switch has been firmly taken over with by Link's Awakening. Ah...
1: Uh, just, um, you, you, do. were you planning on playing Animal Crossing?
0: It's not really my thing. She, she reminded me of something the other day. She was saying about how um, she used to have to get up at seven o'clock on a Sunday morning to go and harvest turnips or something when they're playing it on the old, on, I think it was on like the GameCube or something. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, then she tried to change the time. On it, but then it knew that you were cheating and stuff like that. Just like,
1: oh good. Have dirty tricks all the way through it. He yeah. knew if you um, you know, closed your game early and failed to save when you went back in. He goes, by the way, I know what you did. So yeah. Comments. It's good.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like I'm,
0: very much like you, I was very much aware that you know everybody loved it. I uh...
1: too, <coughs> too, too cute to all touch of the COVID. Oh, I'm absolutely,
0: absolutely full of the COVID. No, I don't know what it is whenever I come and uh, do a podcast in this room. I don't know if it's just dry in here or something. I just get really sort of dry throat. No no other time. Like when I sit in here on an evening, play computer games and stuff, it's like never get a, never get a cough of any kind. But when I actually come in here to sit down to record a podcast, I just start coughing. Uh, I've already drunk yeah, I've nearly drunk half a drink.
1: Uh, i just going to unplug this so I can put my feet up. Get real comfy. Uh, there we go. So yeah, no, I was going to say, the, the Animal Crossing thing, if you do fancy a game on it, bear in mind you can only run one copy on a Switch. Mm. One copy per Switch. It's not even. You could buy two copies and run the same copy, uh, run separate copies on the same switch. No, no, only one of the switch. They put weird limitations in to stop people sharing it around the family. Really, really difficult.
2: So,
0: so if me and Leanne wanted to play it, what we'd have to buy another switch.
1: As far as I understand it, you'd have to completely erase the data on the switch, uh, so that her the record of her playing is gone. Okay and then start it brand new with you up. But it's tied to the account on the switch itself, which is the added problem. Even if you put multiple accounts on there, it still recognizes that switch is tied to that account. Therefore, only that one will run. It's fucking weird, isn't it? I don't know the extent of that limitation, but there is a limit in there that says, Andy, once she starts playing it, you can't. Good luck.
0: That is just bizarre. A
1: one, better and better ways of alienating their, their clients.
0: Yeah, but it doesn't seem to hurt their bottom line, does it? You know, they as a company, they're they're still going strong. They, t-
1: they, they could market the next Pokemon, and every single creature could be a f- different shape of turd, and the kids would still buy it. People would still buy There's it. No- yeah. Like Nintendo.
0: Yeah. People would still buy it. The fact. What are you so, uh, What are you playing at the moment?
1: Uh, I've actually just been climbing through some of the old ones, although I caved into um Steam sale today had the, the Jurassic Park expansion, the uh, Jurassic World Evolution. So I may have picked that up for a tenner thinking, you know what, go on, I'd like some nostalgia. And so far, it's living up to it. They've planned all the levels to look just like the original, very nice. It's like,
2: yeah, clever. well done, I like that. But...
1: um yeah, outside of that, we've just play through all things. I've I've been trouncing Devil May Cry three, special edition three. HD stuff. and I remember spending days on that as a kid uh, when I first got that on uh, the PlayStation Two. I think it was on that one. I yeah, And trying to be. play that all the way through took me days. Yep. I think I've spent about nine hours on it. I'm almost at the final boss battle.
0: It's a different time, isn't it? I remember like the way we used to play games compared to the way we play games now is very different. Mm. You know, I remember playing... The one that always sticks in my mind is the original Metal Gear Solid. Not the original original, but the one that was on... The first one that was on the, the PlayStation 1. Yeah. I remember playing that for months because I'd play it for a couple of hours at a time and then probably wouldn't play it for a week or so because I was too busy doing other stuff. Yeah. Now, game playing is a much bigger part of our existence. I don't know whether that's an age thing. You know, it's not like I'm out doing the things that I was doing at the age I was playing that originally. Now, my you know my evenings are very much spent start playing games. You probably put I don't know anywhere up to six out. You could put six hours a day into a game and not even blink.
1: Yeah. It's sad that my point on it is more that I remember it taking me days to finish it. I mean, days worth of time, you know. If you look at time recording on how long I spent playing that back then, it will have been 20 plus hours. Whereas to get to the final boss battle in the last, just starting yesterday and playing for a bit today, I think I've done nine, maybe ten so far. Which isn't, it's entertaining. I'm not going to, I've thought about playing the first one again. I thought, you know what, there's, there's so much acting I can deal with I don't I'm quite ready
0: for that yet. I remember um, playing Devil May Cry for the, for the first time and I remember the reason it sort of come, come to my attention was my housemate at the time it was like, oh, I found this game and it's just, it's like your game across the board. Is like you know, over the top jumping, over the top shooting, massive sword, loads of fighting. And I was like, Oh, this sounds interesting. I remember playing it as a demo to start with the back in the days when you got demos and just being blown away by it. Like, I'd never seen or played anything like it. And then rushing out to get it day one to play and just playing it thoroughly. And that, like I say, that game was like nothing I'd ever experienced before. It was such a good game and obviously it sparked an entire franchise
1: well to be fair the original one was uh, supposed to be a sequel to resident evil yeah and that they, they sort of looked away it doesn't really work as resident evil does it but we like it as an actual game um cut all the resident evil shit out of it and market it hmm. oh, Fair enough. And lo and behold, and you can see the similarity in the first one. When you play the first one, when you interact with things and it goes, this is a painting of an old person. You can interact with virtually everything like you could in Resident Evil. Yeah. yeah. And the thing with actual note would interact properly or highlight the key points and things. And there's so much of it is very familiar to the old Resident Evil games. It is like playing one just with a big-ass sword.
0: Like Dino Crisis.
1: Very unique for the time. It was it was one of the earliest games out on the PS2, I think. Yeah. With Jack and Daxter, mm-hmm. uh, some of the first two to come out, and they were great games. That's what we need. We need the Jack and Daxter Remaster Collection. Ah oh, yes. I'd love me some precursor orbs three up. That'd be great. I don't know precursor legacy. Sorry.
0: I feel like I, I'm sure. I feel like they've done something like that.
1: Uh, they did, well, they re released them for the PSP. You mm. can buy the actual Jack and Daxter trilogy for PSP because uh, I've also bought the Ratchet and Clank collection for PSP. And it's the only reason I bought my PSP, was so I could play those again. I quite like them to actually do go fully remastered versions of them. Because it's one of those things mm. I'm upset by not learning PS4. I've not played the Ratchet and Clank remake, They did. 'Cause they re released Ratchet and Clank for PS four with real nice graphics and good good quality detail fur on the character and things. Niceties that don't matter but I really enjoy playing. Never got the chance. I'll have a go one day. No, it's, uh, it.
0: uh, it's not a it's not a game that I uh, that I bother with. Um,
1: Because so it is platforms,
0: isn't I, it? I don't do platforms.
1: You see, I, I still have that nostalgia for them, because I, I grew up with Mario 64, me Banjo-Kazooie, the good era of platformers. So a part of me is quite nostalgic for the old joys and Okay. Mm. Uh, hey. So, have you, um, with your, your life in isolation, how's that treating you? You
0: found yourself a the floor of routine every day, or pretty much. It, it it's, it's not a difficult thing for me. I, I, part of me feels like I should be more affected by this, but I'm not. It, I, I, you know, there are there are aspects, you know. I was I've spent a lot of today coding podcasts, um, and there was there was the podcast when they closed the gym. And me talking about the fact that they closed the gym and stuff, but yeah. I've now I've now gone back to having my workout space at home. You know, I've got like I've got a home gym to, to a certain degree, and I've found other ways to get other various types of exercise in. So yeah. it's it's not it's not a, as big a deal as it maybe should be in that aspect. I left the house today and I actually did a bit of running. Jog, mm-hmm. Jogging, walking, that sort of stuff. But if it hadn't have been suggested to me to do that, I probably wouldn't have done. Because yeah. I had a load of podcasts that I needed to code. I've finally, after what seems like weeks, I've actually found a game that I'm not hating. Because I got into this real game funk where everything I put on, I just couldn't stand playing. Uh, you were saying you are playing Devil May Cry 3. I put Devil May Cry 5 on... Yeah. Um, I don't know, four or five days ago, and I was like, "Oh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play that. I loved it. I've already played it three times. Put it on." I like,
2: play for
0: her. I I hated every minute of it. I couldn't play it. I was just like, "I can't play this. This is not the game for me right now." So it's... like, like I say, if I hadn't, if I hadn't been, if if it was like, I'd said that I would go out for a walk today um i thought yesterday that i was gonna uh take the baby out just go out for a walk um but we ended up like play fighting on the sofa and she was she was just absolutely loving it so 40 minutes of that that was our going out time done. so there are all these aspects it's like I should be more affected by this but I've I've said I've said on podcasts and I've said to people I was conditioned to be able to deal with something like this from an early age my my summer holidays between the age of like 12 and 16 I was grounded for those years so I was conditioned to at the times that you want to be going out, at the times you want to be doing stuff, at the times that you should be spending time with people, your friends and all that, I was conditioned to not do those things and stay in the house. Mm. So it was kind of like 30 plus years ago, I was being prepared for this.
1: So. The after school message to take from this podcast at the end is basically do more drugs as children kids. Do the drugs when you're young, get in trouble for it and you'll be ready for
0: any of I mean I didn't I didn't <laughs> at, at that age I was I wasn't getting in trouble for stuff like that. At that age it was poor performance in school, you know, it was like as a as a 12 year old I had to my one job was I had to produce a good school report so that I could be allowed to go out through the summer holidays, I wasn't able to do that. <laughs> that wasn't something that was in my wheelhouse. It was, yeah. I I had various different struggles throughout school. You know, it wasn't until I went to college was it discovered that I was quite heavily dyslexic. So school for me was a nightmare, and it was just mm-hmm. summer holiday after summer holiday after summer holiday, or holidays in general. You know, like. What do you get? You know, two weeks at Easter and stuff like that. I was just in the house.
1: Mm-hmm. You see, I always thought like, I'd be like, behaviour oh, this one, it kicked it off. I was like, nah, it'll be fine. I, I don't really need my house that much anymore, anyway. But it's actually the last 12 years of working and daily interaction with the same faces for 12 years on. Suddenly I realised my, my social meter is running low. I've started actually measuring my life like a sin. I can see my actual bladder need getting higher and my social need getting higher and everything else. And it really is just lingering at that red stage. My character's talking to the walls. It's a bit weird. And it's, it's all from work. It's all, it's all that regular interaction. So I'm very grateful of doing these sort of things. And I'm doing a lot of these people from the office now anyway. i a nice chat with Janet, Angie and Patty the other day <laughs> on WhatsApp. One of the retirees. Brilliant. It's nice to see a familiar face and hear a familiar voice and things. Just a little.
0: This is this is one of those things that there there are people like like you say you know we we work where we do we spend our time you know I always say you the people you work with become a bit like your family in a certain way because you see them more than you see your family you see them more than you see your friends you know you and I have. A very similar social circle off the back of working where we do. There's that Mm. aspect of we don't see those people now. You know, this is how we see people. You know, uh, we're encouraged to do that. Every
1: single person I've spoken to, I miss your face. I just just miss your face. Yeah. It's just a fact of it. It's fine. I'll work my way through and socialise with a few more of them in between this, but yeah. It's, it's, it's just a bit strange. And I think the one Kayleigh
0: points out was actually just drinking. He's going, You're gonna become an alcoholic again. So oh, I just you never drink
1: at home until recently. It's, it's just you know what else but you need to do. You thing. just adapt though, don't you? You adapt to your given situation. So it's just like a cupboard full of whiskey and a beef talk to.
0: There you go, you see? You know, you should never drink alone. So it's in a scenario where you
1: this doesn't count it's technically
0: with someone ish I I I thought of you earlier today because I made I wonder I don't know how I'm going to be able to get this to work Uh, if I do this
1: oh you made yourself a delicate coffee
0: so so uh, this here is is a cold brew coffee this here. Is coffee mousse that is designed to go on top? How oh, has it gone dark?
1: Oh, I can still see it that.
0: It's designed. I'm trying to angle it, but it's not making it. It's designed to go on top of cold coffee. So I made that. As, I've been drinking cold brew coffee non-stop through this. The fact that I'm drinking water now is because I drank that early. <laughs> so it was basically like cold brew coffee. Splash of milk and then this coffee mousse stuff. But as I'm drinking it, I'm like, it's a bit, bit strong, is this? Because all I could think was, so it's coffee with two essentially shots of coffee on top of it in like a thicker form. So I'm Sounds. drinking coffee through coffee. <laughs> like, that does sound nice. Oh, it was. Know? I there
1: was a dose of milk in there, ruining it.
0: You, you need, it's like a, it's a splash of milk for core with those bad boys. Um, it was
1: suited. i make my own form of a uh, Guinness with that. It was it's super nice.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do it that way. Because there's no, there's no milk in the mousse. The mousse is literally uh two spoons of coffee, two spoons of sugar, two spoons of water, and then you just mix it with a hand, like a, a whisk until it turns into like foam, like a mousse. And then you just spoon it on top of the coffee. So, uh, okay. More
1: like coffee foam.
0: Yeah. But I was drinking I was, it like, uh, and like, Leon's like, how's your coffee? I'm like, it's a, little, it's a little strong.
1: It's all right. It's a little strong. I'm pretty, I'm pretty good. I What's just, wrong
0: with your hand No, just won't stop doing that. Vibrating at the, uh, vibration of sound at that point. um, I was like, I did love this. I was
1: going to say, that moment where you drink the whole thing turned into frightening drama. That was all I could think.
0: All I could think is that any minute, the whole world was going to slow down to a complete standstill and I was going to be able to move faster than time. Uh. So what are, you, uh, what are you watching to get you through the uh, lockdown? Again,
1: I've been running through all things just because I, I keep most of the time when I'm doing anything I've got a series on. So I have trounced my way through Firefly, Good started choice. watching Buffy nice. the end of the uh, the day before yesterday, and I'm season three or four into that now, so I'm halfway through Buffy already. Wow. Just I'm just going through familiar things. I might give Carnival Road um a chance, the the Amazon one. Oh yeah. I don't know what it I, I know it's fantasy based, I don't see with mythology myth, myth, mythology and criticism and things, so mm. it's wrong with my street, I just haven't given it a chance yet. Now seems like the right time. Got nothing else, so why not? Yeah. Yeah, we're going through that. Kelly's been <clears throat> on a bit of a Louis Thoreau binge. Alright. So she, she, she watched that uh, Lion King, no,
0: Tiger, Tiger King. King, yeah.
1: And actually, I saw a bit of that, it was a bit it was weird, <laughs> fucking Americans, man, fucking Americans.
0: Don't even get me started, I I watched that not through choice, and,
1: uh <sighs> I feel we should caveat that, we don't mean all Americans, just those redneck hillbilly types.
0: Yeah, with no teeth.
1: <laughs> Who kill their husbands and feed them to tigers. Mm.
0: Allegedly, allegedly, they're doing another. They're doing another episode.
1: Yeah, which is all to do with her, basically, as an interview, wasn't it? They, they sort of <laughs> to her, wanted to do an interview, not giving away that it was to do with that. Well, she didn't. So she, yeah, she.
0: Yeah, she didn't know what the programme was about. She thought it was um, another version of Blackfish. She didn't mm-hmm. know that the programme was about her supposedly killing her ex-husband. <laughs> yeah. apparently, apparently she's not in the new episode.
1: Oh, that's a shame. Ah, oh, no. it would be nice to see her two cents on the matter. Um, but yeah, at the end of that, Kayleigh found out Louis Thoreau had apparently done interviews with him before as well. So he she had, meant yeah. To she went, I forgot, I like Louis, and then went on a bit of a binge watching everything he's done for a while. So she's, she's fully thoreau up to the eyeballs at the minute. So much so that when we were looking through the programme, I went through every single one of the things. You had seen it, seen it, seen all of them. I was. <laughs> <Yeah. sighs> Fucking Jesus. Dad, like, can't falter. I think we're having a bit of a catch up on Family Guy at the minute. All oh, right. We, we, we just, It sort of dawned on me I haven't paid any attention to Family Guy in a very long time. Neither have I. I think I'm a, I'm a good season behind it now, so. Seems like a good time against trying to try and binge out of the way. I, I haven't watched The Simpsons in a very long time either, so I should probably maybe give them a chance, but they were a bit shit from the last two seasons onwards. So.
0: Well, yeah, I mean.
1: Bit, 15 seasons onwards, but that's not the point.
0: I didn't watch Family Guy for the same reason that I stopped watching The Simpsons. Family Guy became The Simpsons having spent years <laughs> slagging The Simpsons off, and The Simpsons was just. Uh, it was. It, it should have ended a long time ago. Is what I felt, and when you feel that, you know, when a program ends, you're like, "Oh man, you know, I miss it," and and that sort of stuff. That's one way to feel about something. The other way is this should have ended by now. That's not a good thing for a program. It's,
1: you you feel the same way about both scenarios. If it finishes too soon, you think, "God, I miss that." Yeah. And if it goes on go too too long, you think, "God, I miss that." What mm-hmm. it was.
0: It's what it used to be.
1: Not what it is now. Yeah, I don't know when The Simpsons got crap. I can't quite measure it
0: in my head anymore. I mean, to me, it feels like it it could be ten years ago. I remember watching The Simpsons at a point in time and saying that it was hands down one of the best things that humans had created. And then I feel like not long later, like a couple of years after that, I was like, I can't watch The Simpsons anymore. And that's how quickly it goes from being watchable and doable to not
1: I, It's about the point they brought out the movie is when the series went severely I
0: outdated. never saw the movie so that would signify round about where I checked out I stopped watching it before the movie had come out
1: mm-hmm. and The I, movie was fun it was alright but it wasn't it just, it felt like they were suddenly go, oh we're a film we can give ourselves a rating, we can, we can do things, we'd better do them Try too hard.
0: Every review I ever heard... Every review I ever heard of the film was the same. It was like, it was okay, but it was lacking something. It was missing something. It, it was almost like it didn't feel like The Simpsons.
1: No. It felt like someone else was trying to make The Simpsons. Mm. Someone who had officially got the appropriate age rating to be able to push the barrier. and went, great, we're going to have to make them do it then. No, no. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. No, we're going to have
0: to. No, no. I've said that. Please. I've said that for a long time. Is, um, have you ever watched Titans? As in the Teen Titans. Yeah, it was on. It was on the DC streaming service originally, and then Netflix got hold of it as well.
1: Yeah, I see. I saw the one that went on to Netflix, and yeah. I didn't care much for the beginning of it. I don't know much of the Teen Titans thing. I know there's the grey
0: girl, an orange girl, a metal man, a green man, and Robin. (sighs) Raven, Starfire, Cyborg, Beast Boy, and Robin.
1: Yeah. And as far as I gathered, the show dabbled into all of those ideas, felt like it was rushing it. But right at the end of the Netflix one, it did a very good episode to do a darker history to do with the potential of what would happen to Batman based on Robin and things and I thought yeah now that was a good bit. They could have kept that going a bit longer. It'd been great to watch. Yeah. So I they had potential by the end of it. It was just sort of trying to rush in some concern for characters no one gave a shit about
0: My uh, my feeling around that was just because you can swear doesn't mean you should swear. Mm. And it's and it's like that sort of thing. It's like just because you can doesn't mean you should can work with a lot of things.
1: Mm. And unfortunately, that is a lot of the problems with a lot of programs now. Is they, they get a rating and suddenly go, "Oh, well, we're going to have to deliver on that." Yeah. Twenty years of someone never swearing suddenly saying "fuck" makes you go, "Hmm, I didn't like that."
0: Yeah. It's Sometimes
1: weird. Sometimes it makes you go, haha it's funny." Yeah. But not very often. More often than not, it just makes you a bit uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, it's a weird concept. It's like it's it's fine without it, and then all of a sudden it's like, "Oh, that person swore." I don't think I like that.
1: You spend the whole of your, your, your secondary school education being taught by a teacher, and the, mo- the first time you chat to them as an actual individual person in a pub outside of school and hear them use a swear word, it's like, Ugh.
2: You're
0: not supposed to say that.
1: You have yeah. This, is this information has blown my mind.
0: Very strange.
1: Hmm.
0: I have, um, thanks to my, my sister. Uh, she's got Disney Plus. Oh, uh, yeah. So she saw, she sent me a message the other day. She was like, we've got Disney Plus. All oh, right, cool. Do you want one of the logins? Yeah, go on then. I wouldn't mind watching The Mandalorian. So I've been watching The Mandalorian. <laughs> Nikki and Phil have been
1: watching it. She says it's good. She says she's enjoying it. I said, I don't, need, I don't think I need that much Star Wars fan service.
0: So uh, I tell you this much: I am surprised, but it is actually quite good. Um I'm,
1: I've not heard anything bad about it. No. I just, it just feels like a lot of fan service to me. The whole concept felt like overkill fan service. If
0: I'm honest, you, know, just, uh, you were saying to... you were saying you were watching Firefly. Yeah, it feels I like thought... uh, it feels like Jon Favreau sat down to watch Firefly and um, was then like, oh man, I need to write this, uh, I need to write this Mandalorian series, I've got an idea, it it feels very much like somebody watched Firefly and then wrote, uh, then wrote a series.
1: You say I always like Firefly, because I felt it was quite originally his concept, how Western it is. Space. Ooh. Space Cowboys. And Wh- Whedon did a very good job with that. And he had very much that tongue-in-cheek nature that Buffy had. It's a shame it never lasted more than a series. I don't know if Star Wars would benefit from it, because Star Wars has always had such a strong, bloody fan basis. I can't imagine the fans love too much tongue-in-cheek
0: nature. It's interesting because it is quite comical in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways in a lot of places, it's quite funny. Um, which, it's quite refreshing The for, star- for, for something that's got the Star Wars name on, to actually be able to laugh at it. Because at Star Wars, <laughs> it is so very serious.
1: Mm-hmm. And... I dis- um seth green did a, a well had a hand in producing a series a while back they managed to achieve 39 episodes of it before it was actually pulled anyway so it was never released and no one's ever seen them but when you're bored later look up star wars detours all right it's animated piss basically to do with the mundane aspect of star wars all of your favorable characters every character you recognize in your head from the singers in the of true to Jabba the Hutt, in their more mundane existence and day-to-day life, such as Vader doing his own recruitment video, so, come, join the Empire, or what, you know, sort of things, and it was very good, actually, the, the trailer really, really sold it to me as an idea, a nice bit where Obi-Wan's doing stand-up, and he tells a terrible joke, and he just goes, that joke was very funny, and you all liked it. <laughs> You know, just little bad taste bits. And it would. I'm, I'm really upset actually. It didn't come to light. I was like, that
0: looked great. It looked really entertaining. It's one of those things, isn't it? That, I mean, obviously, Seth Green does a lot with Robot Chicken, and a lot of it's yeah. Star Wars based. So. I think they probably give him a pass on that one, but. Too much more might be a bit
1: more. It looks like it was agreed for production. They made it all and then it was pulled at the last minute. So there is a full season's worth floating out there somewhere in the ether that is not allowed to be shown. I'm kind of hoping Disney Plus goes, Oh, what's this? Blow the dust off it. No, let's put that on the streaming service. On the and hopefully that might just appear out of nowhere. thanks actually- No... <laughs> I can't, I can't quite justify giving Disney more money in my head for a streaming service. I can't imagine they've got enough on there to make me want to pay that frequency of payment.
0: It, it's weird. So there's stuff on there that you forget that they even own. And then there's. Family Go. Family Go, yeah. And then there's stuff on there that you're like, all oh, right, yeah, that'll be useful. You know, I don't have to pay X or whatever. Then There's stuff that isn't on there that you'd kind of like there to be. For example, I was talking about I'm gonna do like a film series of watching, like if a series has more than one movie, so, um, as an example, the John Wick films John Wick 1, 2, and 3, watch more, sort of thing, that sort of stuff. Well, that way you can incorporate like Marvel and things like that you know if you just wanted to watch the Iron Man's you wouldn't have to watch them in necessarily in order of the the way the the fra- the phases go and stuff like that um you could watch all the Fast and the Furious films because there's nine of them or whatever yeah go into a conversation about the the x-Men films it's like oh you know. There's a lot of X-Men films, you don't really, you know, there's one, two, and three, and then it branches off into the different timelines, so you've got...
1: First Class, and Dark Phoenix.
0: So, that was the I conversation. Feel
1: like, I feel like I'm missing one. First Class, Days of Pupils Past Fix the Timeline.
0: What's the apocalypse. one? Apocalypse. I was about to say, and what's there? the one that's got Apocalypse in? So yeah,
1: there's seven. Yeah, nice. So,
0: I was like, oh, well, hang on a minute. I haven't seen Dark Phoenix because it had some of the worst reviews any film has ever had. Yeah. However, Disney Plus will have all of the X-Men films now. So, mm. went on to Disney Plus, scrolling through, went through all the X-Men films, got all the Wolverines as well. So, you know, right. all the Wolverine films. Went all the way through. No Dark Phoenix.
1: Yeah, it's got to be bad if Disney don't want to put the name
0: to Apparently, having done a search on the internet, it suggests that it will be coming further down the line. It's just not on there currently. So Do the Di- really the Disney Plus things, it's not quite there, is what I would say.
1: It's surprising. I mean, if you say they've got things like Fast and Furious.
0: No no I was saying like there like certain types of film series I, that you could watch.
1: I thought they had that one though, I was thinking. No. How did
0: they get no, but I'll tell you what they do have. They've got gargoyles.
1: Oh
0: gonna have to give that a whirl.
2: Love oh, gargoyles.
1: Yeah, what's in series? Fucking mm. oh, hell. Yeah. That'll be terrible. Oh god, that'll feel
0: so day to watch. Pretty sure Keith David does one of the voices in that.
1: Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Please, some of the sharks
0: as well. That'd make my day. I don't know. I haven't seen. I, I, I've only looked through certain sections. Um, yeah,
1: as well.
0: I know that Sam and um, always kept going on about the. Is it the Clone Wars cartoon?
1: Yeah.
0: So that's on there. I think there's like seven series of that. He just. He always said that. No matter what you think of like the Clone Wars, the the cartoon's supposed to be very good.
1: The series was apparently pretty detailed and had a good amount of depth and good character design, and for once in your life, you didn't hate Anakin and his detest of sound. Mm. You know, it, it wasn't bad, apparently. I just never bothered watching it. But, yeah, no, I've never seen of any. That. These bad boys. <laughs> like They're with Street Sharks or not. They might be too early for you.
0: I remember the Street Sharks.
1: Oh, they were freaky things. Weird, weird-ass fucking legs with a fish head. Oh, weird. Oh, I may have to have a nose yet on um, Disney+, Plus just to see what it offers, but all in all, it, it doesn't feel like it's enough. Disney doesn't. I know it owns a lot, but it doesn't feel like it owns enough. It, it does, does
0: own a lot, and it does, ha- it does own things that you'd be surprised they own, like National Geographic... So you so you can watch the new Jeff Goldblum TV series, The World According to Jeff Goldblum, um, oh, and it's super, super
1: dramatic. It's Super ever,
0: super over the top, from what I've seen. Um, it's not really fun
1: to watch
0: that. It, unfortunately, it's one of those things that because somebody else has paid for it, I'll probably get in trouble from Disney for this. But because someone else has paid for it, and I'm not paying for it. It's kind of useful to have, whilst at the same time highlighting that I probably wouldn't pay for it. Yeah. Me, me and the baby have been watching Moana in ten-minute segments because that's that's her that's her, her limit for um, attention. So when she's when she's a bit tired, I can get her to sit next to me, and we watch like ten minutes of Moana, and she's <laughs> she's never seen it before. But she sings along. She sings along to the songs. Never seen it before. She'll have heard the songs in the car when I put the soundtrack on for the other two. But she's never seen it. But when the songs start, she just starts singing like in her little babbly voice. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: She's a weirdo.
1: Yeah. That's fair enough.
0: But I own Moana. So it's, it's that, yeah, I can press a button and it appears on the TV. Or I could have put the disc in the DVD, in the Blu-ray player, and pressed play. It's that it's kind that, of separation.
1: It's, it's always been that bit of a tear between, I own the actual copy of this, therefore I don't feel bad about downloading a version of it. And there is a morality to that, because again, um, emulations and ROMs, there's a, there's a strict guideline on those any of the all the emulators face the caveat that you should only that you are only permitted to download a new players robot so you own physically yeah and it's because owning the actual hard copy you own the right to the content of that disc which can come from anywhere in theory so if you ever play an old NES emulator or anything theoretically as long as you've got all of the original cartridges up in the loft somewhere go nuts download one put it on a computer and play it on full HD if you want It'll look terrible, but you're legitimately technically okay. It's a weird, weird transition, and I just, I feel it's probably the same with uh, Moana. They can't can't really have a go at you for utilizing someone else's access to watch things that you own the rights to watch.
0: But but Disney give you four logins for Disney mm. Plus. So my sister's like, I've got Disney Plus. We've got it. Signed in on our system. You can have one of the logins. You can watch it. So Disney are, are fine with you doing that.
1: In theory.
0: In theory. According I mean, to...
1: They, they allow it at the moment. but I don't That's think what I
0: is. said. At this point in time, they want to get as many people hooked on Disney Plus as possible. I don't think the login thing will last forever. I imagine they'll give it a year and they'll reduce it down to two logins per person, and then they'll give it another year, and it'll be one.
1: How much is the subscription at the moment?
0: Well, they were doing that thing where you could buy it for a year. Mm. Was it £60 for a year?
1: That's not bad. So Netflix, I think, does the opening charge is about £7 a month, which wouldn't be far off the, uh, the similar fee. Yeah. In a year, it won't be too much more. The And then they've got tiered tiered methods. So your basic gets you just standard definition streaming. Yeah. And a the login. Second tier gets you HD and two logins. And the, th- the third tier gets you up to 4K where it's appropriate. So if, they're, if they have 4K streaming on something, you can have it. And four logins across four devices, which is, again pretty generous, but I don't want
0: to pay for 4K. I, I genuinely no. don't. I, seem to I don't even play. I don't even pay for the HD package.
1: I do.
0: I, I pay do that one. I just pay standard definition. Yeah. Because I'm not prepared to give them more money for something that's supposedly in high definition. Now, I what I would like to say that I haven't noticed any difference, and on. 60 to 70% of the stuff I watch, I haven't seen any difference, but I have actually seen a difference on some things. Some things you put on and it's like, why does this look so bad? Why does it look so so low quality? And it's that reason. It's because it's in standard definition. Yeah, but try watching Buffy on it now with the HD uplifting.
1: Oh, it looks really weird. I mean, the, the, the graininess of the television has just been sharpened. It's amazing. Yeah. It's not done it any favours, but yeah, I imagine um, Disney will probably do something similar. They'll tear their system, so nobody's paying for a basic thing. They'll figure out what people are wanting, what people need focus on. They'll use that to dominate and say, right, we'll do all of these in HD, and these are getting a lot of heavy hitters, so any of these sort of things get 4K, introduce the tiers and cut that
0: package in half. Ultimately, what they're going to do is they're going to remove their content from other services. So I think they're letting contracts run out because uh, the other thing my sister gave me was her Sky login. And when I was on there, I was like, look at all this Disney stuff that's still available through Sky. That In theory, you should only be able to get on Disney+. Plus, But from what I'm aware, they're going to pull all of their content from yeah. other services
1: then, Um at the end of the day they've signed an agreement over to x y and z to keep the service for a, a period if they pull them it costs them money if they yeah. just let them run out no loss yeah. They will do but then how much stuff is really going to go missing i Never. mean all right anything fox anything yeah. marvel yeah. anything dis
0: yeah pixar uh, pixar National Geographic, now.
1: You know what, I'm, I'm such a David Attenborough fan, that might hit me hard. Well. No. Um, you know, there's certain things that they own, I don't, Certain people might be a shit about, but I don't think anyone's going to think, I really want some National Geographic, I'd better go to Disney. Most people are going to go, where's that then? Huh, no idea where you find National Geographic. Oh, well. It's no. in a magazine subscription, but I don't order a magazine then.
0: That... See, for me, I I already know that at this point in time, I will watch the Mandalorian. There's there's one episode they released an episode. I Think yesterday, so we got episode five yesterday. The episode I really want to see is episode six because it's got loads of people. One of the things about these episodes so far is like some episodes have got like two actors listed in the credits the guy that plays the Mandalorian. Oh, the second episode, the, at the end credits, it's the guy that plays the Mandalorian, which is that, um, no Pedro Pascal. He was in um, kit, the second Kingsman film and various other things. Uh, and the other person listed was Nick Nolte. And that was it. Those are the only two names listed on the. um that okay. He's uh, an old guy with a really gruff voice. He, okay. he was the bad guy in the Ang Lee Incredible Hulk. Mm. He talks I like that. He talks I like that all the time. He always talks like that. Yeah. Yeah, he plays like an it. He's not even in it. He's essentially voicing an, uh, an alien.
1: So they're not very active. Again, I don't really know what the point of the series is. Was it just a bit of
0: backstory on the Bounty Hunter race? So I'm pretty sure the episode that I watched... I watched two episodes last night. The first of the two episodes, I'm pretty sure... Bubba Fett was in it. But in theory... And this is a big spoiler, so anybody that hasn't watched it... Might want to close their ears right now. In theory, this is set at a time... When Boba Fett is technically... Because that was the other thing. I never knew which time period it was set in.
1: See, some people are telling me this is set between Empire and Return.
0: So, this is set between Return and the New Three. So, this is after the Empire has fallen. So, the Empire doesn't exist anymore.
1: Which would tell me that Boba is...
0: In a you know, but there's a shot, and it's one of those where you're like, "Well, every aspect of that person standing right there is Boba Fett." So, I don't
1: know. bone um, child, standard uniform for the Mandalorian race's army. Who
0: knows? One of the really cool, there's... one of the really cool things.
1: It's not that.
0: Yeah, one of the really cool things about the this this series is there's um like a forging element so they get steel and they forge it like the like the way their system works is it, it's based on their armour so if they mm-hmm. do something good they get a new piece of armour right so yeah
1: you did well my son have a better arm can. yeah basically yeah okay And you will see this process you are sorry and you just get to see this process of them forging.
0: Something. Yeah, they actually show you the the forging aspect of it. So he gets um, the armor's called Beskar, and he gets uh, paid in Beskar steel for a job that he does. So he takes the steel and gives it to like this person who forges stuff, and they're like, oh, I'll forge you this piece of armour.
1: Hmm.
0: But it's just an interesting concept.
1: I mean, it'd be a strange design piece, but you know, it'd be entertaining. Episode one opens with a naked man. <laughs> Finally, the series Man in Full Armour. There you go. We know how this ended.
0: Um, he, I, I think the point is that his armour is quite battered and bruised at the start, and then he gets yeah. like a single new piece, and then I don't want to spoil it, but. There's a, in the first few like episodes...
1: ...to become something new. Yeah. Um, On the legacy of his father or whatever. Yeah.
0: Um, okay. It's it's just a, another interesting concept.
1: You see, I dislike the baby Yoda thing because there's already been canons to the uh, back backtail of species for Yoda. It was only a glimpsed piece, but in episode one, there is another Yoda character standing next to Yoda. So this whole, boom, there's never been another Yoda sort of bugs me.
0: It's one of those things that I don't, I obviously don't want to spoil anything, although I've rattled off a load of stuff that's been in it so far, but...
1: but I don't think anything you're rattling off. I mean, giving us context of the uh, time period instantly tells us Boba Fett is not in it, except maybe in a flashback. Um, Outside of that, what else can you really spoil? I... in armour. Fantastic. That yeah. still told me nothing about the story or about the uh, fan service Baby Yoda. I
0: didn't realise how much the Baby Yoda thing was part of the series. You so
1: I assumed it was just a... Um, A little bit of fan service turned up in one episode. I didn't realise... I also...
0: I also believed that that was probably... I thought it would be something that appeared in one episode. A little cutesy kind of... Palate cleanser sort of thing. And that would be that. I was very much mistaken, let's put it that way.
1: I'll give it a go one day, but...
0: I, I would say I know that you I know that you thoroughly enjoy the Star Wars universe I would say
1: three films yeah
0: I would say because of that I would definitely give it a watch
1: yeah I'm gonna st- I'm gonna take that back so into the last two films I didn't really hate the first one episode seven was fine it was it was a complete rehash of the original but it was fine but episodes uh, eight and nine.
0: I I have no time for it which is why The Mandalorian was very sort of like I was very interested to see it it looked very interesting it wasn't lightsabers it wasn't this person's this person and that person it was just it was something completely different and initially when I first heard about it I didn't care it was only the more that, that I saw of it I was like do you know something I might actually fancy giving that a try and so far, I haven't been disappointed.
1: You see, I originally heard they were doing three standalone films. So there was Rogue One's the first, they were then going to do a standalone film for Boba Fett, yep. and a standalone film for Obi Wan. Yeah. And I couldn't quite fathom how a standalone film with Boba Fett could work. He's not that big a character. Una, who actually really gives a shit? And what's the point?
0: He's a fan favourite, isn't he? He's a fan favourite.
1: I don't know. I think they'd have done better off doing something to do with the Bounty Hunters. as like a background series, which just did an episode per Bounty Hunter. Because you could have a look at um, IK-88. You could have a look at the lizard thing, which I've forgotten his name. You know, they've been far more interesting and open possibilities to investigate some of the characters that you've seen but didn't know much about as opposed to Boba Fett that's already been a bit trounced on as a concept by like the episode 1, 2, and 3 chucking in the clone thing. Yeah. Which is fine, I guess, if you're willing to accept it, but... Yeah. Whereas something a bit more original, giving a fresh take as opposed to trying to justify a character we've already got established, yeah, I feel they could have done better at actually looking at some of the other characters. Like say, I, thought-
0: I would certainly give the Mandalorian a try, if that's I'll your if that's your course. opinion.
1: I'll have to give it an opinion one day, just because I can't not. I'll have to give it a chance, but I won't hold too high
0: hopes. Best way to go into it. I mean, I I was prepared. I, I I'll always give something that I'm mildly interested in. I'll always give an episode. <laughs> And then, if I'm unsure, I'll give it another episode, maybe another couple. I've watched stuff where I've done that principle, where I've said, I'll give it a couple of episodes, and I've actually got so far and gone, do you know something? This isn't for me. Um, I watched the series... I started the series Tin Star. Uh, uh, It's a a series that stars Tim Roth, um, and he's a a sheriff in in a small-town America. Um, and loads of people had raved about it, and I was like, oh, I'm going to give this a try. And it was one of those where an episode would start, and it would show you like a flash of something, and I'd be like, I'll tell you exactly what this episode's about, right here and now. And by the end of the episode, I was like, yeah, I was right. And it was like, I don't need to watch this, because I know what's going to happen in each episode, before it's happened. So, I was like, other people like it, got a lot of good... I think there's quite a few series of it. A lot of people talk about how great it is. It's just not for me. Yeah. That's the principle I'll give anything.
1: You see, I, I, like, I tend to give everything about a season as a minimum, just to give it a full chance, because some take time to develop or build. Breaking Bad is the only series
0: of late like that I've given up on. Really?
1: That's the end of season 2 and I
0: didn't like Jesse. So that is exactly where I got up to. I got to the end of series 2 and I I went, do you know something? I'm going to leave that there for now and I might come back to it. So I was watching it as it was coming out, sort of current stuff and then I left it and it was only when it finished and everybody was going absolutely ballistic about it. I was like, maybe I should go back to that because I never did finish it. I started at the first episode of Series 3 and I binged it all the way to the end. Uh, So it's one of those, again, I would say, go back and try it again from Series 3 because I felt exactly the same.
1: Something (coughs) on the guy's head and something with a turtle with a head on its back with a bomb in it. Uh, I just no no I I lost so much interest and I didn't like Jesse and I didn't like Walter which makes it really hard to watch because I really really want both of them to just die
0: but but that's part of it part of it is that you're not solely supposed to like these people they're not very likeable people Walter especially and as it goes through you start off as a guy, you know. Oh, you feel sorry for him. Oh, he's, you know, like his position in life and stuff. By the end of it, he is very much the bad guy of the story. You know, the whole point is that he starts out as a mild-mannered science teacher and
1: becomes. Development yeah. of characters that was the biggest thing about it, but it's just. I don't. don't... Just yeah, I don't want him to win. I don't want him to live. I don't. I just kind of want him to die from the cancer. Well, which I
0: I, sounds harsh, but I would. I would say, go back to back it. To,
1: that's another day.
0: Go back to <laughs> it. You. You might. You might be uh, pleasantly surprised. Mm. Like I say, you, the point is that you. You're not supposed to overly like these people even the people that are like the, the the quote unquote good guys you're not supposed to like them either there are characters in it that are designed very much around you learn to hate them so yeah basically Walter especially Walter is very much a character that starts in a certain place and, has, and his journey is truly the journey from normal bloke to the bad guy. Yeah. There, there's, another, there's another character, I think he only comes into it maybe in the back end of the fourth series or partway through the fourth series and then he's he's in it more in the fifth series and he is just vile. Like a, a, a proper character who you could truly just despise absolutely everything about them. It's just stuff like that. Characters that are just like just horrible people. It's very much uh, it's sort of around that. I still say now Breaking Bad is one of our is one of our greatest achievements as a, as a human race as a TV series. It is hands down one of the best TV series that was ever made. There's that Sopranos. Um still
1: never watched that.
0: Well worth it. I've, I watched it again recently when I was um, when I was on paternity leave. I was like, I need something I can watch. And I watched Sopranos. I never watched it originally. I bought a complete box set probably a little while after it had finished and then watched it like that. Um, yeah. And then, like I say, when I was on paternity leave, I watched it again and it's just, it's so well done. Such a good series.
1: It might be, I am might- <coughs> I like lighter sci-fi crap than serious, hard-hitting, dark shit. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll give a few of these a chance one day, but I need to really get myself to the idea that I'm invested in that. Yeah, in I mean... past I always go back to as a series, just because, again, it's not that serious. It was good. I enjoyed it. It's crap. Um, it's the best things about them, is it's not hard-hitting, it's not interesting. It's probably not even very well done, or original. But it's quite enjoyable, rubbish.
0: And, sometimes, and that's, that's, sometimes that's all you need. Sometimes all you need is something that you can sit and enjoy. It doesn't have to be Shakespeare, it doesn't have to be a masterpiece. It just has to be something you can enjoy.
1: Yeah, normally I can finally enjoy enjoying a character to some degree. It's not even that like I have to like personality, it's that I, I like the character. In their design, their features, the details, and this is where I fall with Breaking Bad. I just don't like Walt's anything. It's not that I don't like him as a person, mm. it's not that I like him as a design. I just don't like anything about him in how they've designed him, and I don't like Jesse either. I just hate them both.
0: Like, so. Say- so
1: what the case scenario is that changes. I start to like them, and then I'm a bit upset about, was upset about the fact you get shot in the face.
0: Give series. <laughs> I can't say to give series three a try. Just, just even if you have to go back and watch the last episode of series two to sort of re, you know, remind yourself.
1: Season one until from start to finish again. Now, I could do. I could do the whole of Breaking Bad. How many series is that? Five, so uh, I believe,
0: five. I believe it's just five series. Seri- the the fifth series was split into two parts. It was really weird the way it was released. Um, mm-hmm. I will double check, but I believe <coughs> it's five.
1: Five's enough to go on. Averaging fifteen episodes a series.
0: So, five episodes. Uh, five episodes. Five series, 62 episodes. So the first series is seven. The
1: episodes were they're in um, Game of Thrones.
0: Oh, wow, well, the last series is 16 episodes. The fourth is 13. So it's a bit of a mixed bag.
1: 73 episodes in total in Game of Thrones. Right, and there's sixty.
0: 62.
1: 62? Yeah. Do it in a week? Yeah. I can do it in a week. I did Game of Thrones in a week. I beat most of the actual fans of the final episode. I can do that in a week.
0: I still haven't bothered with Game of Thrones.
1: I really, really enjoyed it up until the last two seasons. And, unfortunately, I think by about the third or fourth season, I'd give I'd managed to guess how it was all going to end. Not person for person who lived who died. Mm-hmm.
2: Fair play. Some of those oh that was a bit of a shame. Um but what
1: actually happened at the end of it, called it, and I was really annoyed. Everybody'd hyped this fucking series, everybody had sung its praises, and watching up to about the season five or six or so in it. And it was, yeah, living up to the reputation. It was twisty, it was turny, it was hard to predict, it was detailed, there were some great characters, some hateable characters, some lovable characters, everything, and then in the last two seasons, they just went, you know what, all that hard work we've been doing, we've deserved, a, we, we've earned a break, let's cop out. And they really fucking did cop out. They rushed the last two seasons. Outside of that, very are worth a watch. Very worth a watch.
0: I, I have a problem with hype. Whenever something is hyped to the max, I instantly lose any interest in it. because
1: how much you try. It's never <coughs> going to meet the expectation that's set in your head. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I will give you exactly that. It's a very entertaining series. It was good. It fell so short at the end.
0: All I ever know about that was... Even like the biggest fans of that show would be like, Oh man, it's great, it's brilliant. I mean, not all the time, but when it's good, it's really good. But it's it's not always good. It's like that sounds not fun. I always found like people's description people who were like really into it, their description of it as a program wasn't always brilliant. I, so I think every I felt
1: everything they did in it up until the end, was pretty good. Let's say the last two seasons where it fell down. They put good groundwork in some interesting characters, wonderful dynamics, really built on the actual ecology and dynamics of the environment and everybody in it and the cultures. They did a really, really good job with it. They just really, really didn't care at the end of it It copped out massively. And I've never felt quite so robbed as wasting a week to watch this whole series, to watch the end of it, and just think, "Fuck, just fuck." <laughs> I got up at 1.30 in the morning, found a stream of it, and watched it online. I beat most of the hardcore fans, and I did it in a week to the ending. I sent a few of them a message going, "FYI, seen it. You'll hate it." Um, <laughs> just just to really annoy them, and most of them have told me I was a bastard the next day. And work was like, "Ah, oh, you still not seen it, have you?" No, I'm a no talent. I got up especially for this. What's your excuse? Um, as I left for work in the morning, I went through to the other room, just uh, lent him, kissed Kayla and the boy, I woke up again. I'm, I'm off to work now. See you later. By the way, you'll hate it. And left.
2: He's like, "You bastard." <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, up
1: until the end, it's a very entertaining series. It was really well well designed, good, well thought out structures, everything a good series is meant to have. It's not for everyone. It's got some crap in it that people won't enjoy, but personally, it met, it met everything I'd like in the series up until actually having a decent ending, mm-hmm. the point where you would You want me, I don't know what I'd even want as the ending. I just knew what I didn't want. And unfortunately, what I didn't want is what I predicted would happen. Nailed it. And it annoyed the shit out of me. Because it seems like such a cop-out. I thought, what's the one thing they could do to ruin this? Oh, if they all become this and this happens, then it will be really, really let down. And lo and behold, that's exactly what they fucking did. Just annoyed me. So, yeah, take it as an underwhelming ending. design work up until that, very enjoyable.
0: I mean, this is the thing, the biggest thing for me is that I always said the day it finished would be the day I would start it because of all the hype. As I, I need the hype to not be a thing so that I can sit down and watch it and enjoy it for what it is. But that.
1: And the world started crying and weeping about how fucking terrible it yeah. was. And said, so that, that, well, there goes the hype
0: yeah so the hype didn't even last till the end what that what it turned into was people going this is shit it's like all oh, right that sounds like a great thing to sit down and watch and i just it's very much fallen into a category of i might never see it
1: yeah and i'm not going to tell you have to um i don't know if it's in, in the same league as breaking badge for quality of design work but I, I'm not invested in Breaking Bad yet. I'll have to give it a chance on there.
0: The one thing I can say is, you know, everybody says the same thing about a long running TV series. You can never please everyone. You are never going to be in a position where people are happy. You know, they they talk long and hard about.
1: It's off every single one yeah. of the fanbase. Yeah. And
0: that was impressive. Uh, going back to Sopranos, the last episode and the way the end of the last episode happens. People criticise, nobody was happy, all this, that and the other. If you actually sit down and watch it, if you've watched the whole series... Because the way these things work is that you have a gap. You have series one, then a break. Series two, then a break. The way I watched it was, I had a boxer. I had every episode available to me. I watched episode one to the last episode. And the one thing that I noticed watching it to the end... Yes, you have a question. You have questions at the end. What are these questions? It leads a lot to interpretation. But it was the best way, in a lot of ways, to end that series. Yeah, That was that. Breaking Bad does this thing where... It's like knowing that you're not going to please everyone... ...means that you can forego trying to please everyone. Yeah. The last episode of Breaking Bad has one of the single most amazing pieces of, I would call it cinema, even though it's a TV show. it, It works on the principle that a scene is filmed from a particular angle. Somebody's sat at a table, they're on the phone. They're talking on the phone, they're talking about one of the characters. Talk, 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 talk. It's like, It's one of those where you can obviously hear the person on the phone and then they have what the other person's saying coming through. So they're on the phone, they're on the phone, they're on the phone. They put the phone down and the camera just does that. And when the camera moved a degree, it was just mind-blowing. And just that simple piece, the way it was filmed, the way it was set up, the way it was done, that alone, that wasn't even the end. That was just part of the episode, just a simple turn of the camera, so, like so many degrees. Mind-blowing. And that's what Breaking Bad did so well. What it did so well was small, simple things that were just off the charts. It, just, it was just, I was the same as you, I watched the first two series, and by the end of the, uh, at the, end of the second series, I was like, I, I'm going to leave this for a while. And then typically, and I'm not saying this because of where you are, typically Breaking Bad gets good, good from series three onwards. It's that sort of like the the rise and the fall is sort of, obviously if you think about it, it's five series. So series three is the middle.
1: I've had a few people tell me it gets better through season three. It's like, well, that's convenient, isn't it? I'll have to just give it a chance. I'll have to just commit.
0: Series 3 what? must be... Series 3 must be when Gus comes into it.
1: Because he
0: um, won't have been in... Who
1: is who's Gus? Was he... Was he police or non-police?
0: He owns, a, he owns a chicken restaurant. He owns a fried chicken restaurant.
1: No, not, I've not met a Gus. Yeah. So... I'm, a fried chicken place.
0: Gus, I think his name's Gus Fring. A um, lot, just alone for him as a character. Things like that. Like there are certain characters that make that entire series that by the end of series two aren't even in it, but they're like keystone characters. I'm pretty sure series three is all centered around this character, Gus. Hmm. I'll have to give
1: <coughs> him a chance as I say, just just to give it a go. I could do with finishing The Walking Dead. I watched that all the way up until the point that um, Negan was about to hit someone and we didn't know who. I have since found out who that was because I couldn't avoid that fucking spoiler from the internet, thank Mm. you world. But unfortunately, I I waited so long for that to turn up, to wait for the rest of it to turn up. I just lost all interest so quickly. You know what? I don't give a shit. I I just don't. I
0: pulled the ripcord on The Walking Dead a lot sooner than that. <laughs> I think.
1: I re- quite enjoyed it. I quite enjoyed watching the transition of the characters from the good guys surviving trying to do the right thing over into this sort of... Actually, they're, they're not really the good guys anymore, are they? They're, they're kind of doing what the other ones did. They, they've turned. and It's it's gradual and it's subtle. and It was quite nice, actually. But I don't know if it got better or worse from that. And and about that point was where I stopped because Negan with his baseball bat with wire and a tiger apparently was in it somewhere. I never
0: never got up to Negan.
1: Yeah, it's just fucking too much for me then. And I hated waiting. By the time it actually turned up, I I didn't care anymore. I just didn't care.
0: That's why I like picking up stuff when it's finished. You don't have to wait that way. Usually do. I, just, I
1: I think well, it about the only series I picked up while it was still running, and I managed to commit to it and wait. But uh, yeah, it just drowned it. And again, it didn't help that I didn't hate. I didn't like the kid, and I really wanted the kid to die. Oh and god, yeah. The most so many times, and I was so optimistically dying. He didn't die. God, I hate that kid.
0: Yeah. Whiny little well, bitch.
1: That's the world. Daryl, if Daryl died, we riot. Hmm. I agree with I like Daryl Daryl's
0: nice there's um there's a joke in Jay Island Silent Bob reboot um, there's a they go to a a, a comic con convention thing and Robert Kirkman's there and somebody asks him how The Walking Dead ends and he's like uh, uh, Carol eats Daryl and the guy's like what like He's like, really? He's like, I'm sorry, I don't know what was the question. I wasn't really listening. And then somebody just bursts in and t- sort of takes away from it. But that's like the the Walking Dead bit that's in that film.
1: What's that, uh, Jameson Bob?
0: Reboot. Zao.
1: Yeah. Alright, oh, I haven't
0: seen
1: that yet. Yeah. Any good?
0: Yeah. I, I was quite looking forward to it, I'd seen sort of a lot about it, obviously I follow a lot of Kevin Smith stuff anyway, I so I was
1: I'm a fan of Kevin Smith's work yeah um, hey, he's good.
0: the first, if you split that film into into thirds the first two thirds of it absolutely bang on, nailed on the, the, the the third part like the last, like the back end of it was a bit I, I know I'm fully aware of what this will sound like, but it's a little bit far-fetched. It's a bit...
1: You mean like breaking into a Hollywood studio with a monkey and bursting onto a film set with a series of uh, female, lesbian bank robbers and Sean William Scots as a shoot-fucker?
0: Yeah, that, uh, yeah. I mean, when you <laughs> say it, when you say it like that, James Bob Reboot is identical. It's basically what happens in this one.
1: <coughs> is that dry cough again? I know.
0: And, and my drink is nearly empty. It must be a sign.
2: Because
1: mm. I always liked James and strike back, just because it was Pratt. Yeah. It was deliberately crap and it was entertainingly crap. It yeah. didn't try to be better than it was, it was just crap. Yeah. I loved it. Absolutely. They got a good all-star cast chucked in there for fun of it, you know, between Mark Hamill and um, Carrie Fisher. Yep. Yeah. They were both in there just for shits and giggles. Chris Rock, yeah. all of them. Just chipping in to help out Kevin Smith, it was like, "Ah, that's nice of you.
0: And basically, Seriously? that's exactly the same for reboot. How many you know, good
1: names have we got in it though? Uh, oh gee,
0: on. Chris Helmsworth's in it at one point. Oh, dear. There are so many cameos in the film, like ridiculous. Like the whole film is just centered around people that Kevin Smith could convince to be in a movie. Ah, that's
1: like. There's a bit where. A... I think that's the appeal of it though.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a lot of that element around it. Um yeah. I'll see if I can find it. I'll quickly find a cast list. Let's have a look. Oh, I'm, I'm still on Breaking Bad. Uh, oh, uh Ben Affleck's in it.
1: Of course, and Matt Damon should be in there. Sometime. Matt
0: Damon is in it. It's interesting the character that Matt Damon plays. Who's he's playing
1: Ben Affleck? Not, um, not quite. Um, oh, Deidre Bader's back in it.
0: Jason Biggs
1: playing the security guard again.
0: Yep. All the guys from Clerks are in it. Tommy Chong, Rosario Dawson, Shannon Elizabeth, <coughs> Ralph Garman's in it. Uh, It's a guy that he does a podcast with. Chris Helmsworth, Chris Jericho, Val Kilmer, Robert Kirkman, Jason Lee, Justin Long.
1: Yeah, I'm looking through the names and faces now. Yeah. Val Kilmer. (laughs) Ha!
0: Yeah, he doesn't have a speaking
1: part. He's just reboot Bluntman in the background, is he? Yeah. There he is, Jason Lee. Justin Long, I know He's
0: great in it.
1: hes I hate to say it, have you ever seen a film with him you didn't quite like it?
0: No, I think he's fantastic in pretty much everything he ever does.
1: <laughs> die, uh, that hard, die, Good Day to Die Hard? Yeah. Have
0: you yeah, ever seen he, Tusk? <laughs>
1: have
0: you ever seen Tusk? Tusk? Yeah. No. I imagine Tusk is right up your street. You um, cannot you cannot find a more batshit mental film than Tusk. It's a Kevin Smith movie as well. Um, <coughs> oh
1: Tusk, T U S K. Oh yes. Twenty fourteen. Mm-hmm. So, is this kinda of like horns?
0: Mm, no. Uh
1: uh, a US podcaster just long which seems like this. Right, I'll read it out the I was gonna
0: say, Read it out for the people, Edward. Hey? Eh? Read it out for the people.
1: So a US podcaster, played by Justin Locke, ventures into the Canadian wilderness to interview an old man, Michael Parks, who has an extraordinary past and the American learns the man has a dark secret involving a warrus. I mean, that does beg question. I mean, with, with wonderful film ratings such as 45% on Rotten Tomatoes and 53 on IMDb, it's definitely going to be one of those uh, niche films I'll enjoy. But... Um, yeah. not quite, I mean, so I'm going to love it.
0: I don't want to spoil it for you, but Justin Long gets turned into a walrus. This
1: is this kind of like a weird interpretation of like, um, Thingy's Island... Uh, Doctor...
0: The island of Doctor Moreau. Thank you. <laughs> like a weird
1: interpretation of that.
0: It's... It's part misery in a lot of ways. Yep, there it is. Uh, there he is. Yeah, Look at him.
1: Wonderful. Uh, Look how
0: beautiful he looks there.
1: Ah, oh, it's just magnificent. Apparently. <laughs>
0: Apparently, it used to take it as you can imagine. It used to take so long to get him in and out of the makeup. They used to just leave him, so they'd leave him on set in the makeup, and everyone would like go off for lunch, and they'd just leave him there because they couldn't do anything with him. And people would be like, "Are, are you all right?"
1: Bloody hell! He's got a hanging Joel Osmond in it. It got a does.
0: Husband. It does, and he's very interesting character in it.
1: Just for the fact he's got... I mean, I'm, I can't think of a weirder fucking Jesus.
0: Have I you just, watched uh, The Boys?
1: fucking face, man. Look yeah. at him now.
0: Yeah. Have oh, you seen God. The Boys? God.
1: Oh, Jesus. I mean, the, I just... Why?
0: Because Hayley Jawsma is in The Boys.
1: The Boys?
0: Yeah, Amazon TV series about superheroes.
1: Okay, no, I've not seen that one But the
0: the superheroes are the bad guys.
1: Yeah, the boys. Amazon original. Didn't know he was in
0: that. That that would also be very much up your street.
1: Yeah, it sounds a bit of a giggle, that one. Corrupt superheroes and vigilantes taking them on instead.
0: It is top-notch TV, that. That was my. It's
1: it's what Batman vs Superman should have
0: been. That was my TV show of twenty nineteen. I rated it on a on a twenty nineteen podcast. I said the boys was definitely the TV show of twenty nineteen. It was super.
1: I'm still waiting for the next X Men film. I mean, in theory. It's been offset three times now.
0: What new mutants? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Looks like X Men, but a bit more horror. Oh. Yeah, it's dark. it's
0: dark. It's done as a dark take on a superhero genre. It's also done as, as part horror as well.
1: And I was really looking forward to that, just because that's a new take on things. They can't butcher what's already been like changed and things. That that's got to be a good chance.
2: Mm. ever since
1: Wolverine right I was looking forward to that because I thought you know what if I'm to actually get something right with Wolverine and the casting and the story and making it just the right amount of violence yeah. I have hopes for this uh, dark X-Men thing and then they've offset it and then they offset four it again times. Four, four
2: times four
1: times I thought it was only three I don't four know times. when or anything's ever going to turn up I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hoping it gives um, the little lass from Game of Thrones a chance to prove she can act to me because I'm not convinced of it. Mm. She turned up in Doctor Who. Didn't like her in that either. Wasn't a massive fan of her in um, Game of Thrones but she, much, she just existed through it. Um, I quite like to give her a chance because the world seems to think she can do something but personally I think she acts with her eyebrows and I hate her face <laughs> with an absolute passion. Oh, she's atrocious. What's her fucking name? I can't remember her name. Bloody awful looking person. Is
0: she the one that's recently done an advert for Audi?
1: I have no idea. Hang on. There she is. There's the funny face little fucking weirdo. Ah. Uh, I mean... Maisie Williams.
0: Means nothing to me.
1: Yeah, she's just a pair of eyebrows on her face. I mean, seriously, look at them slugs. Yeah. Just... I'm sure she's a lovely person, but fuck her face. Did you watch Doctor Who? No. It's a shame. In Doctor Who, she plays a character called me, and she's still terrible. She's just awful. I just, just terrible. Absolutely abysmal. I'll be honest. I wasn't much of a fan of the other lass who played the dark, who uh, played the new um, Jean Grey in the X-Men's. I'm not really a fan of her as an actress either. I'm not. She just. She lacks any sort of innate facial expression. She Doesn't do anything. She just. Has the same face throughout everything and she's boring and
0: yeah you know, i'm not um, a huge fan
1: it's a bit disappointing because again gene gray is like one of those iconic characters from the x-men series you, you should have picked someone with character and personality preferably a good one it's the, 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 the big problem they have is casting people for iconic roles these days and the best example is still Beauty and the Beast remake. Uh, casting Watson as Belle No. No.
0: No. I mean if, if you think about it, the only one that ever the only one that's come out of the Harry Potter franchise with any sort of merit was weirdly the one that everybody predicted wouldn't do anything. Which was freaking Radders. He's in a he's in a movie a week these days.
1: Um, I've not seen him in many things.
0: He does a lot of I, indie movies. Oh,
1: uh, right. But is i told very good in Horns. I, I, I think good to watch Horns.
0: So that is a really interesting film. It's basically two films. One is this really emotional, really interesting love story... of of like these two people and they're deeply, desperately in love... but then for some reason they're not and you don't know why and all this. The other aspect is a guy who is turning into basically the devil. Mm. And they, they do like this thing with these two stories where they just do this... and they just keep pushing them together. But they're so completely different that they never quite go together. So you're sitting there going... This is fucking brilliant. Like when he's growing horns out of his head, and like whenever he talks to people, they just tell him their like sickest, deepest desires. That stuff's fucking brilliant. And then it flips to, oh, we're so deeply in love. Oh, uh, I love you so much. Oh, everything's so great. I love it. And you're like, I, I, I don't care. And then it goes back to him growing massive horns out of his head. And you're like, this is fucking brilliant. I love this. This is great oh, but we're so in love. It's like, ah, uh, and and th- it's just that through the whole film. Definitely a, worth a watch.
1: I tried it and I just couldn't quite invest for some reason. I, I sort of assumed that the whole Horns thing was basically a, a, a representation of his own feeling of guilt and around whatever happened to that person because the world seemed to be blaming him for it. And it was his own... A representation, as I say, of his own demonization. So and that's actual demonizing of him, but what you're saying if I pay more attention and watch it properly is actually it's more literal than it is figurative.
0: Yeah, so the the it's supposed to be the way it's supposed to be set is that it's supposed to be like he's racked with guilt because he because he's done this thing that everybody's blaming him for. In actual fact, the reason that he's changing, the reason he's transforming, is for a different reason, one that becomes more apparent as he gets these various different sorts of abilities. <coughs> he he's, like people reveal themselves more and more to him, their inner feelings. Like like there'll be the point where his mother sits down with him and she's like, "I never really liked you, you know. You just you're not your brother, are you?" And it's that sort of stuff, and like yeah. the conversation that he has with his father, because he basically goes home at one point, and his mother's like telling him that she doesn't really like him. The conversation he has with his father is so much darker than than that, because he'll tell him the truth, the absolute truth. And it's those aspects of the film that's really good, but it's sandwiched together with this weird love story because mm-hmm. because it's supposed to be this like these two people and they're truly in love and they're going to be together forever and then all of a sudden they're not. And it it, it just... Like I say, like everything I've said to you this evening, go back and give it a chance because... It's a film that I watched.
1: I intended to when I watched it. I fully intended to actually watch it. But I, just, I got so far through, I think they were falling asleep at the base of a tree and I just I, I, I got distracted. Yeah,
0: I lost it's so me. weird. Like yeah. The the love story stuff, it really turns you off the film, but it is also necessary for the rest of it.
1: Okay. I'll give it a full chance at some stage. But yeah.
0: Interestingly I'm, enough... That, that book, the book that the film's based on, is written by Stephen King's son. Ah. But he used a um, a pseudonym to write under a pen name. Because he didn't want people uh, to know he was somebody, Stephen King's son.
1: If the world had gone as Stephen King's son wrote a book, they would have been instantly comparing it. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Uh, it was only after it came out and people had actually read it and gone, oh, it's really interesting. And then, you know, like the movie deal and stuff, was it then announced uh, who had actually written it?
1: Yeah, so I, uh, I don't hear Radcliffe being in that many things these days. He's. I mean, he ruined The Woman uh, in Black for me. Never sorry. It's because he was too young for it.
0: He's due to be in a film, which obviously release schedules are uh, very whatever at the moment. But. How quickly can I get it to come? There it is. What the hell is that film called? Because it's got a Guns Akimbo. Hang on. Guns Akimbo.
1: Guns
0: Akimbo.
1: Right. Hang on.
0: Says it was. It says it was twenty nineteen. It was. But I don't think it's actually had a release yet.
1: Oh, they're like stuck to his arms. You can't put the guns down. I can see that from the pictures, right? Yeah. 6.3. A guy relies on his newly acquired gladiator skills to save his ex-girlfriend from kidnappers. I mean, it sounds like a winner. Straight off.
0: It looked great. There, uh, there's no mention of it actually having a release, so I don't. It had like it, it managed to get at least two trailers, and it looked brilliant because he just spends his entire time in like boxer short and a dressing gown with two and guns. Boots. Yeah. And boots. Yep, yeah, basically.
1: I mean. Paul's are not selling it to me. Gotta be honest. <laughs> His pasty ass legs are not really convincing me of a good watch, but. Yeah. Um, I imagine it's kind
2: of like Hardcore Henry. You yeah,
0: know, that was the. Hard. Yeah. Have you ever heard of a film called Series 7? No. When I saw the trailer for Guns Akimbo, it reminded me of Series 7. It's like a. Yeah. It works on the principle that people are bored of TV and they need something more and it's a game show where the objective is to kill the other contestants. It seems uh,
1: so, it is that.
0: Yeah, it seemed very much like that.
1: Have you actually watched Halfquite
0: anyway? I have actually. It was a film that I was really interested to see before yeah. it came out. Like all the trailers and stuff made it look really good.
1: First person's perspective.
0: Yeah. Then Being it came out and it had terrible reviews and i was like oh that was a shame i thought it was going to be good i actually watched it i thought it was quite good
1: so i enjoyed it because it made me think of like playing uh, a metal gear game it would it just got gradually more batshit fucking crazy yeah and by the end of it the bad guy had magic powers and things like the fuck is going on yeah. <laughs> it was just really really enjoyable for i like. um <laughs>
0: I like the fact that it had the guy from District Nine in as like a multitude of different characters,
1: multiple personalities. Yeah, all playing for the person in a chair who couldn't move, and he's just all the other ones dropping dead at random. It's like this is fucking great. Yeah, I it love was it. it
0: was bonkers.
1: I but really enjoyed again, it. Again,
0: sometimes you just need something that's a bit batshit mental to sit down and just mm. lose yourself in. Wasn't a quality film, but
1: definitely entertaining. Ronald and Brendan and Barry Potter's going back to that anyway. It was um Ronald
0: because he was the better actor of the three of them at that point. Yeah, and
1: yeah, I've actually seen him in one film since the Harry Potter's came out.
0: I saw that he'd done a film, and then the only other thing that I saw that he'd done was the Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels TV series. Oh right, but I never saw no, anything I'm... of it.
1: I didn't. I saw one that was called Wild Target, I think, with Bill Nye. It's quite entertaining, actually. It's a bit, 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 bit piss-taking. Um, I think it was called Wild Target. Hang on. I'm checking. Yeah, there it is, Wild Target. So, we'll give you the spool. So, a hitman tries to retire. But a beautiful thief may change his plans. That is basically the synopsis gives. But oh. I had uh, Bill Nighy, Emily Blunt, and Rupert Grint as the main characters. Rupert right. Everett, I think, was the bad guy. Has Martin Freeman in it. All right. It was it was relatively well cast. It's a reasonable cast. way. you know, amusing. But it wasn't um, a, a quality film he was ever going to win an award for or anything. I'm not, I haven't really heard of him doing anything since. It's a shame because... No. I he was the one who might actually have some chance. But I'm pleased Radcliffe's managed to defy us all and do something.
0: Yeah, like I say, he does a lot of indie movies. There was that um, Swiss Army man that looked like uh, it might be quite entertaining.
1: Well, uh, that's one where he's basically like a dead body. So yeah, he's, he's a obviously. dead body, yeah. Yeah. And I can't remember again, I've kinda of wondered whether or not he talks during that film as a corpse, or if he's um just like literally is that his one part, is he just I
0: think the guy that th- I think the guy imagines that he talks, and that means that yeah. he does talk. But I don't know, or I haven't the- seen it.
1: No, nah, uh, someone else has mentioned that one to me at least. It might have been you on a previous one of these, I don't know. Possibly. I'll have to give all these a chance and actually go find some new things to watch at some stage. Well,
0: I keep... I I keep talking about doing a watch-along podcast. A what? A watch-along. Everybody gets the same film, sticks it on at the same time, you run this, and basically, you have it running, and you watch the movie, but then, like, comment on it as it goes through. You need... Okay. You need a film that uh, everyone's seen, like, load so that you don't feel like you're missing it
1: no I, I think you'd also need to do it with a pair of headphones of some sort so that the um, the noise of the films people are watching don't intrude too much on the video yeah but yeah now we can do that not quite sure how but I'm sure we could sort that
0: So, make can try
1: something <laughs> classic something good don't let Sam pick it oh <laughs> god big something classic but not good
0: I need to check in on Sam, actually. I sent him I sent him a picture today and I've heard nothing back from him, but it's a bit early for Sam. It's only 10 o'clock.
1: He's probably
0: not out of bed yet. Yeah, nothing from Sam just yet.
1: He'll <laughs> be fine. I believe... Uh, yeah, James Blass is still in the house.
0: Still in the house? He's still in the house. So House Party obviously kicked off a bit of a, uh,
1: a stir with this whole COVID thing, people in lockdown. So an app that has been running for years, mm-hmm. and I mean, it's been an up and running thing for a very long time. COVID kicks off. The world suddenly goes, this is great. We can keep in touch with our family. And suddenly a little spark of rumour turns up that it's dangerous. I'm not convinced. I think it's bollocks. I think someone has started, i started this for the laugh of it. Or a competitor has spread this to try and kill them because actually it's the most convenient, it's the easiest one, it's got games and there's no fucking fee.
0: I think it was people were struggling to get connected at the point that everybody was using it and somebody spread the rumour to get people to not use it so they could get a better connection.
1: No, that might be a good idea. I mean, it's a bit um, drastic for an internet troll to spread that just so he could talk to his family. Um, but I quite like the idea. But yeah, yeah, so I've kept it on, and I've still got it, and I've not lost any money from my account. So I'm I'm quite happy to say at the moment that I think the uh, house party is fraudulent thing is bollocks. I can't say it's gospel, but again, house parties willing to pay a million quid to the first person that proves it's conspiracy bollocks is pretty good. I like that. Um, so yeah, and chatting away to him, he He said, "No, no, I took it off. I heard all these rumours. I was worried about it, so I took it off." And suddenly, on my phone side, he can say, "James Panouse is in the house." It's like oh, he <laughs> caved. He caved. Problem is, it's between Skype, WhatsApp, house party, and now Zoom. I've got four different ways of talking to people.
0: Funny ways to keep in
1: touch. Yeah, I know, but why can't we just have one? What's wrong with WhatsApp?
0: I don't know. I don't know how I would record the video without using a camera.
1: Although you would have to record your computer screen, link yeah. your WhatsApp to your computer and do it off your computer. Sounds it pretty complicated. Sounds complicated. I mean, zoom works well.
0: I've had I've uh, had good results exactly. with Zoom.
1: Eh?
0: I've had good results with Zoom, especially from a podcasting perspective. It records the video for me, so Yeah, this uh,
1: that was very good. I think Skype for Business will do the same for you. Or, well, Skype at least.
0: I'm sure... I have a feeling I looked into something to do with Skype and the version you get won't allow you to record unless you pay for it.
1: Ah, right. So it will be the Skype for Business specific version. I think so, mode. yeah. If you're paying for Microsoft Office subscription, you won't get the record feature. Yeah. It's fair enough. I guess. I mean, on the same page, Zoom won't
0: let you have more than three people, is it? I've done four. Yeah, it told me that
1: you can have 40 minutes on a conference with three or, uh, with three or more people. So I think there's limitations. Uh,
0: now, can work on it. we did one and it came up, it gave me a message saying, because you're a new user, we're going to allow you to go over the 40 minute allowance. And then on the second one, I got a message at the start saying we've removed the 40-minute allowance for this video call, so it might be uh, limited to people. I've had nothing come up here, and we've been going for nearly two hours, so. No,
1: mine told me it was something with three plus people. In that might that might be it then. Which is again usually enough time for most people to have that conversation. Yeah. But
0: yeah.
1: It's a tough sell, really. I mean, every single uh, video platform at the moment is probably going through the roof in downloads and usage between Google, Duo, WhatsApp, Facebook Messengers, all of the varying in betweens. Yeah, it's one you like for your purpose. We can all download them. This yeah. one wasn't even invasive to set up.
0: It's no, it's a question. Yeah, it's fairly easy. Yeah,
1: it literally just asked me for. Uh, an email
0: and a password. I was done. Yeah. Okay. It's different. <laughs> if you want to host. It's it's a different setup. You have to give them more information. To actually host something. Yeah. But if you want to join. A, a, like for you. When you join this. Yeah. It literally. Give us your email address. And set a password. And that's it. Yeah. At the end. It did say. Do you want to add, add people. I went
1: Go on there. And he said. We I mean, have email on them. I gave them a while. And uh, no names turned up. I was like. Okay. I haven't done that yet.
2: Um, yeah
1: which means i either did it wrong or nobody's using zoom yet that i'm aware of or they haven't added the mobile numbers i don't
0: know I... i'll just smile and nod. i don't know about that one
1: well i wasn't sure if it was asking for my mobile number or the number of person i wanted to add so i just put mine in no idea don't know not a clue no. a smile i nod I'll leave it with my mobile. Assuming that's right, Even at least that way, hopefully, it means other people. Other well, people can
0: find you. Yeah. Smile and
1: nod. WhatsApp's been the most reliable for just for convenience.
0: Yeah, we had that. We had that video call. Was it last weekend?
1: Was it it's last weekend? It was it a while ago? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was last weekend. I think we did Friday night. Hmm. Um, but yeah. It works. It lets up to four people join on the mobile app. That'll do. Don't need that many more of us. Well, it pretty well. In a sense, when there's a group in there that um, I I've, I've really, I've still haven't quite figured out the social dynamic of that one. It confuses and upsets me. I get buzzes on my phone saying people are in the house. And I can't. I like. Does, does does that mean I should join them? Should uh, should I go?
2: And would you go with these? Oh, no, I'll, I'll just leave it, I'll just leave it. Don't know.
1: Because uh, I don't quite get it. No, I don't. Tracy, I think, waved at me on, on it once. I don't think she knew what she, what she was doing, but she waved, and my phone whistled at me in such an invasive fucking noise. Jeez, oh, it gave me an absolute heart attack. Fucking hell, where's that? Look, Tracy said hello. I was like, that wasn't a fucking hello, that was a slap to the face. <laughs>
2: But yeah i
1: went through to show. i don't know what i did i don't know what you bloody did but it hurt my ears end up playing picture rather them most of the night it was, quite <laughs> cool. it was nice quite like that feature actually i like the games it's simple pleasure but it's it's enjoyable i really need to have a go at playing heads up on it just because i think that'd be a laugh Hmm. get it. i don't know who's uh yeah i don't know which phone records the heads up gameplay I think that's one of my favourite features of Heads Up is that it records people looking like tossers trying to do it. Oh, I'm so satisfying! But yeah,
0: uh, I've not tried it.
1: Have you not given it to house by at all?
0: I I did. I did. A, I, I was like the first day that everybody was getting it and everybody was going on it, and like, oh, I did right, some of the games and stuff.
1: Heads Up is a standalone app. Oh, okay. You get a heads up without the uh, video thing. And the idea is you play in a group, and the person who's on holds the phone on the forehead. But the whole time you have it here, your front-facing camera is recording your friends and what they're doing. So if you uh, play the game with mining, for example, and you have an- animals, and you've got a whole procession of people jumping like tossers for kangaroo, or putting fucking fingers up for bull, or whatever the hell else, and you get to keep that video of them like wankers. <laughs> Um, I've got some great videos from playing Heads Up on the phone. But yeah, doing it over the House Party, obviously, I don't think it'll record. Because I don't think House Party does that. House Party doesn't seem to have an option to record that I'm aware of.
0: I'm not sure.
1: It, it didn't do them when, we when we first poked
2: about with it. No.
1: But yeah, it's a game. Heads Up's very entertaining. Play with them the one night. See what I mean? <laughs> ah it's a giggle the girls would enjoy it i think because you know they're active they're young they're interesting in these things they're yeah. not great time.
0: i'll give it a try
1: as i say <clears throat> i do it with charades personally i always find charades more fun charades is greatly entertaining especially when it's something stupid like absence
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah Try and act out our accent, it's very unfortunate. You get so many stereotypes, it's cruel.
0: <clears throat> have you got big plans for your Easter Sunday?
1: No, oddly enough. Um, I got my ironing done today, got that pile finished. It's all on the dining uh, room table at the moment, I still need to bring it up and put it away. I might do that tomorrow morning before I do anything else, but uh, in the meantime, I'll probably just bring a laptop up, hope, prod, and play about on that. Finish DMC3. <sighs> if I thoroughly enjoy DMC3 just for a piss about, I might put that My back on and re-live that one as
0: well. But as I did give into the uh, Jurassic World Evolution thing, uh, yeah. so I finished that off and have a bit of a play of building it. I do
1: enjoy a good um, simplified build your own thing. I gave into both of their other ones. So they do um, a thing called Planet Coaster, which is like the Roller Coaster Tycoon mm-hmm. of old, but it's so updated with so many modern functionalities. It's bloody elaborate. I mean, it goes from you don't just buy a ride, you build the whole ride's track step by step, but if you do it badly, they won't accept it because it's too scary, or it's not scary enough, or it's too tame, or it's, it, um, it'll, it'll kill customers because of the loops you put in it and things. It's very, very elaborate.
0: No, um, good, thanks.
1: It's, I love the idea of it, but I've, I've tried to play it so many times now, and I just can't seem to motivate to it because it's just so fucking complicated. Because outside of that, you've then got manage, uh, to manage the actual staff. And it's not just hiring them, it's making sure they're comfortable. And then you've got to actually design the place. And again, every ride is not quite as straightforward. You've also got the decoration, picking appropriate decorations to fit with the theme that you've chosen for your park. Nah. Jesus Christ, give me a box that's called Pirates and I'll be fine. Um, no, nah. yeah. not for me concept, it's a great idea. In design, it's far too fucking complicated for most people. And I also gave into their Planet Zoo. And their Planet Zoo is beautiful. as a, uh, a theme park type game. It's really well animated. But again, it's the same problem. Fucking elaborate. Between the breeding of the species, the buying of the species, the building the habitat to be appropriate for each species. Not to mention the staff, the fucking customers, the everything else. Yeah, Planet Zoo is really elaborate. Oh, Jesus. So fucking complicated. Whereas the Jurassic World Evolution. Simple. Build a pen. Brilliant. Put an animal in it. Great. There's people. Fantastic. They want more toilets. I'm good. Nice and easy.
0: I I gave it a try. It was, I think... I've I've said to you before, I got to the second island and it was every two minutes the fence was broken, a dinosaur escaped. You had to trank the dinosaur, put the dinosaur back, fix the fence, and literally 30 seconds later, the exact same thing happened. And you couldn't get a foothold, you couldn't build any money up because all the dinosaurs kept escaping and all that. It's just.
1: All the bigger pens stay comfortable as long as they're absolutely fine, they don't break the fences. Mm. as long as you pick the right grassland for them. So that's the elaboracy in that one, is making sure there's the right balance of trees, grass and water. Outside of that, the animals don't give a shit. They've not overcomplicated it that much. So as long as the species you've got in there don't have too many of their own kind, so for example, the raptors don't really like parties more than five. Five or less, they're fine. One on its own, unhappy. Two... Yeah, it'll get by. they like groups. So they've, measured, they've put in measurements to establish an animal's comfort based on the environment, the social groups, hunger, thirst, based on the requirements you just need to make sure are met. As long as they're comfortable, they don't try and break out. But the size of your pen is a factor in that. So what you'll be doing is making them too small, or not giving them enough grass, or not enough water, or not that would enough friends. Make sense. Which is, again, it fence. It's probably more elaborate than a lot of people would like, but that hits about the elaboracy I'm I'm happy with. I can deal with that level of difficulty and complexity. Brilliant, they're like a social crowd. They're like a big population of animals, but they're only like six of themselves. That's good to know, so I can have 30 dinosaurs in here, but only six of them are them. I'm happy. Um, The Ankylosaurus is a bit of a dickhead for that one, because it it insists on having
2: (coughs) a group of pretty much exactly three. If there's four, it'll be a
1: bit uncertain about that. If there's two, it'll be a bit uncertain. But if there's three, yeah, I can live with that. I'm okay with that. is fine. It's really irritating because if one dies, you have a short window of time to pop another one out before one of them gets pissed off and starts attacking the fence.
2: <laughs> it's that type of game. I mean, I can deal with that level of difficulty
1: and pain. I can... Cope with that one, but the the Planet Zoo goes way way overboard because it's got all of that function, followed on by elaborative design, picking appropriate walls so certain walls can be climbed so you can't give them to primates because obviously they'll climb the wall. Anything that climbs can't have that wall. Why? Because it'll be out and it'll eat someone. (laughs) Fuck. You
2: know
1: they they, did. What was probably a great amount of work to make such a, a wonderfully designed sim, but. Uh, they, sh- they, sh- they really need an easy mode toggle which disables the following functions. 5,000 list. Brilliant, that seems much better. 2.0 point Hospital. That, there you go. There's a sim that everyone will get on board with. Build a room, done. Push it in it, done. Cure people, done.
0: Yeah, it doesn't it's need to two- be much more complicated than that.
1: I like 2.0 point Hospital because I, I, I just consider that a theme hospital um, remaster. It is virtually identical in its design, in its concept, in most of the illnesses they're getting, you know, it's, it is themed hospital all over, but it looks better, it feels better, it plays better, it's really nice. If you want a simple waste of time game, Two Point Hospital is definitely worth a go. Cool. Simple boredom. Mm. Wonderful stuff. Yes. Well, I don't know how long we've kept this going, but my uh, phone battery's down to 7%, so I might have to encourage this to be uh, real. I
0: was going to say, that is a perfect place to leave it.
1: Before I go, I will ask, have you got the girls this weekend?
0: No, not this weekend. I've got them next week.
1: That's
0: fine. Next week? The whole week? Yeah, Tuesday... To Sunday, maybe.
1: And again, not not going too personal and in, in detail on these uh, recordings of the world. How did it go in the other week? The video session do you had. Yeah, um, mixed. Good. I'll, I'll ask you more another time.
2: Yeah.
1: You can tell me more. But yeah, um, send me best the little the ones as a well.
0: and Yeah, we'll catch you next time. I will do. I'll. Yeah, I'll stop it. L-
1: do I just hang up for this recording to record? Or?
0: So if I stop it and then when I click end meeting, it'll uh, it'll stop.
1: Um, Brilliant. I'll let you control that and you cut me as you need. Man. Okay. One more before then. Yeah.
0: Right. Well, thank you very much for that. I'm going to stop the recording there. Yep. Yeah, recording. So there you go then, what do you think of that? Another one done, another lockdown podcast done. Big thanks to Ed for uh, joining me, like I said early on, it was uh, arranged in the space of a day uh, and stuff like that, super cool, good for uh, Ed to be able to free up the time to join me and uh, a good podcast all round I felt. YouTube watchers, make sure you're subscribing, liking, sharing, commenting and then get friends and family to do the same really get the uh, subscriber push going on this old lockdown situation everybody jump over to the youtube um, not to the youtube everybody jump over to the cookiecast.com check us out over there send us some love lots of ways you could do that email social media all the fun stuff so give that a will so there we go until next time i'll say bye and i'll see you then